Father God, I just, I thank you right now. I give you all praise and glory and honor for just who you are, for bringing us into this space today, for just um, bringing us together as one. I thank you because you are already, always with us. And when you, when we come together, we just bring you in, into it's just a more powerful connection when we're all together uh, and you move in a way that's different from when you move when we're just by ourselves. And so, Lord, I just thank you that in this corporate atmosphere of worship and this corporate anointing that you would just bless each and every person under the sound of my voice. Oh, God, Lord, this message today is not about me. It's about you and about your word and about what you want us to hear, God. And Lord, even I am a, a participant and a listener of here just like every person and so lord speak through my mouth oh god and just let your word just be like fire even in my own soul oh god and in the souls of those who hear god for each of us we're all in different spaces different places of our lives different phases and lord i just ask that your spirit would speak clearly to each of us for where we are and help us to hold tight to just a nugget in all that will be said on today and lord help us even after this is all over to go out and not just be hearers of the word but to be doers of the word. And Lord, I just give you all the praise and glory and honor because you know what my week was like. And if it wasn't for you, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't even be able to say these words, even just the words coming together on the page is all because of you, because of your spirit. And so I decrease that you may increase in me. And I just give you praise in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. And uh, the scriptures that I have for today, um, I I think I might read most of them, um, but it may be more of a quick turn for you all. So, um, so if you want to note them down, you can. I will, you know, I'll say them up front and then we'll I'll repeat them again. I'm not going to read out of the voice for everything, but I'll give you the page reference and the voice um, since most of us are working from that voice version. Um, but the scriptures are Luke chapter 22 and verse 44. And that is on page 1280, I believe, in the voice. Also, Matthew chapter 17 and verse 17, page 1176. Also, we have Psalms, Psalm chapter 30 and verse 5, and that's page 645. We have Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. And that's page 1378. We also have Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 12, page 750. Deuteronomy chapter 30 and verse 19, page 247. Proverbs 18 and 21, page 755. And then my last one is Hebrews, really all of chapter 11 in Hebrews, but I will focus and read verses 32 through 38, and that's page 1493. So if you didn't get them, don't worry, I'll say them all again um, as we go through the message. But for those who, who like to take notes, I wanted you to at least have the, the references up front. And what I'll say is that um, I pretty much use the text uh, from Charles Stanley and it's just my springboard. So if you're looking at the chapter and you say, is she not really reading the scriptures out the chapter? Yeah, it's because that's just how I do. So, so, but I believe as you read, you'll see kind of the alignment. And so um, this week I encountered challenge after challenge. And by Tuesday, 
I was digging into this topic for the week thinking I must be living this week's message. And sure enough, I was. I told my husband, I said, I'm solidly back in the phase of being tested in what I teach. I generally only teach what I live or am willing to live because our lives are our greatest witness, our greatest testimony of Jesus. And it's important to me as a leader to do my best each day with the help of the Holy Spirit to live authentically and teach with the conviction of a life that exemplifies in action what I believe and speak. I am human and I struggle just like everyone else, but I am confident that when you sum up my life, you will find Christ living through my words and my actions. And so I'm just, I was just ready nowadays when, when it gets to my week for teaching, I'm just like, let's see what's going to happen this week because probably God's going to have me go through something. So that way, when I teach, I am teaching what I lived. And this week, when I, what I say to you is going to be right out of what I lived over this week. And the lesson that I learned for myself, because it's not about me as a teacher coming in to tell you what I think you should know. It's about, in many cases, telling you what I've tested for myself. And I may not have gotten it perfect, but I definitely did, you know, say, okay, I understand this now. So I want to start by reading you a poem that I wrote a very long time ago in honor of Martin Luther King Jr.'s day. As I sought out wisdom and solutions for my challenges in prayer and studying Charles Stanley's words, the words of this poem started to jump around in my mind as they periodically have over the years when I experienced trouble. The poem is about choices, and I see a connection between the words, my desire to remain mindful of sacrifices that were made to give me choice, and the topic for today, which is disappointments are inevitable. Discouragement is a choice. It says, choices, the blessings that my ancestors gave, born on flesh-torn backs, arthritic-worn hands, overgrown feet, quietly accepting the demands of demeaning inequality so that I might have choices. The bells that ring like the freedom you envisioned in the fiery passion of your mind's eye. And I wonder, dear Mr. King, if you knew the irrational nature by which we choose to bind ourselves in the selfish pursuit of our desires instead of the good equality of all people, would you still sacrifice your life for my life to lead a revolution that transforms the unconscious mind? Peace nonviolently or war For that is the way I've been trained to break those chains other men and women impose upon me. And so I must make choices, decisions that I normally make badly, sadly causing more confusion and defeating the very purpose for which you came. Dear Mr. King, I wish I held your fiery passion in the depths of my mind's eye. But those choices live for me or for others die. Choices, the blessings that our father gave and our Savior Jesus Christ sacrificed his life to honor and preserve. We were all born with the gift of choice. The world is in, that, in the state that it is because of a choice. The one made by Adam and Eve to believe the devil's deception, forgetting that they didn't need to eat the forbidden fruit to be like God, knowing good and evil. And you can reference that in Genesis 3, because they were created in his image and already supreme beings capable of wielding power like God. Throughout the Bible, we see choice after choice of men and women, some faithful to God, some not, who made choices to believe or not believe. And those choices were proven out by actions 
that God used to bring about Christ. Christ who made the ultimate choice to give his life for our life so we can be restored to the Father's original vision for humanity. So we can be who Adam and Eve were supposed to be had they not fallen. In my poem, I'm asking Dr. King if in seeing the world as it is, would he still sacrifice his life to lead a revolution, to transform or awaken the closed-minded people who thought it okay to oppress a people simply because of the color of their skin? But if I look deeper, I see that his faith led him to make a choice in these modern times to take action that would further Christ's work of setting captives free in this earth. We all can imagine that Dr. King, the slaves I write in remembrance of, our forefathers and mothers in the faith, even Christ himself, as they fought for the manifestation of dreams and visions of freedom and total life prosperity, they experienced setback after setback, which led to disappointment and discouragement and questioning of whether they could hold on and keep pressing until the dream came to pass. I feel like going on. I feel like going on. Though trials come on every hand, I feel like going on. I imagine that song was born out of discouragement and a desire to press forward in the midst of hardship and discouragement. I know I find myself singing it to myself when life gets hard. I think of Luke chapter 22 and verse 44, that's page 1280, where Jesus sweated blood in the garden under the pressure of the choice he had to make. Under all the pressure of the salvation of the world, he could have chosen not to go to the cross, but thank God he did. In Matthew 17 and 17, page 1176, it gives us a perspective to add to the consideration. The voice version says, this generation is no better than the generation who wandered in the desert who lost faith and bowed down to golden idols as soon as Moses disappeared upon Mount Sinai. How long will I have to shepherd these unbelieving sheep? And it says more than that, but I wanted to stop there. And it said, and I thought, imagine the disappointment and the discouragement that Jesus must have felt as he worked day after day with his disciples and they together couldn't even heal a boy because their faith was still underdeveloped. Do you think Jesus questioned whether the timing was right? I mean, the disciples didn't even seem capable of continuing the work on their own. Maybe he questioned whether he should go through it at all, given all that he had seen and faced in his few years of ministry. In that moment, when Jesus was in that garden, he had a choice. Was it all really worth it? I imagine that's what he grappled with in the garden while he was agonizing in prayer. Disappointment and discouragement, it is a normal and a natural part of life. We are all prone to experiencing discouragement that results from consequences of our actions. And then the thing that's even harder to bear is when we suffer and fall into discouragement because of the actions of others. No matter which situation brings about the discouragement, we must remember that we have choices and our choices are powerful. In the midst of discouragement, we have a choice to fall deeper into it and let our lives begin to unravel. Or we can use the power of our words to bring our feelings into control and thereby design or set up the framework for a life of victory grounded in speaking the word of God over our lives, over our situation, and making the choice to believe God's word above all else 
until we see the change, until we see the breakthrough come. It is our choice. In working on this message, I began to think about the faith chapter in Hebrews 11, and it outlines victories won because of faith. But as I read back over it from the perspective of choice, I realized that living by faith is a choice. And all those manifestations were received because of the choice that the people of God made each day to believe God and believe that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. I encourage you to go back through that chapter, cross-reference, dig into the stories, realize that there was every opportunity for discouragement to set in. Think about Abraham and Sarah believing for Isaac or for Noah building an ark for a flood that nobody believed would happen. Countless biblical characters based their actions on the word God spoke with no clear idea of when it would happen, if it would happen, how it would happen. They just believed and walked out their faith every day, even while being mocked, laughed at, misunderstood. They kept walking and moving forward in what they believed. It's a song Molly Music has that is called Walking Shoes. And sometimes I listen to that song. It's like, I got my walking shoes on. I don't know where I'm going, but I believe that it's beautiful, the direction that it's going. And sometimes when I'm struggling, I turn that song on. I'm like, I got my walking shoes on and I'm just going to keep on walking no matter what it looks like, no matter what it feels like. And just like the people of old in the, in the Bible, you know, um, our forefathers and foremothers in the faith. In every case, you know, the belief that they had, the faith that they had, it was rewarded. And whatever reward they didn't receive in the earthly life, they realized that there was going to be a reward in the life to come. They knew that that full reward would come. And that's what Hebrews 11 is talking about. But I thought it's not just characters of the Bible who experienced this. As I think about the historical times of slavery and even the various forms of modern day slavery, Survival depended and it still depends on choosing to believe that the situation won't always be as it is. It depends on knowing the words of Psalm 30 and 5. Again, that's uh, page 645 in the voice. I know I'm going a little fast, so you got to move quickly with those fingers to get to the scripture. But page 645, if you want to just look at it, um, it says, and I'm not reading the whole thing, but it says, The deepest pains may linger through the night. But joy greets the soul with the smile of mourning. And it talks about, of course, you know, it says weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And I, when you read the entire chapter of Psalm 30, you'll see what posture you should take in the midst of discouragement and difficulty. It's one of praise. It's one of worship. It's one of joyfulness and hope. Because you see, joy comes from inside of you. And it doesn't depend on any outward circumstance. Happiness tends to be fleeting. It's dependent upon how we feel. But joy, it comes from your depth. It's like the old song, spring up a well within my soul. Spring up a well and make me whole. Joy comes from that deep well of the spirit at work in your soul. You can be joyful in the most horrible situation. And it is joy that allows us to serve and be good toward others, even if our life isn't going the way we think it should. Turn with me to Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. In the voice, that's uh, page 1378. When you have it, somebody say amen. 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 <laughs> In Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5, it says, 
Since we have been acquitted and made right through faith, we are able to experience true and lasting peace with God through our Lord Jesus, the anointed one, the liberating king. Jesus leads us into a place of radical grace where we are able to celebrate the hope of experiencing God's glory. And that's not all. We also celebrate in seasons of suffering because we know that when we suffer, we develop endurance, which shapes our characters. When our characters are refined, we learn what it means to hope and anticipate God's goodness. And hope will never fail to satisfy our deepest need because the Holy Spirit that was given to us has flooded our hearts with God's love. Because of what Jesus did for us on the cross and our acceptance of that work, we are able to position ourselves in an unwavering posture of peace, grace, and endurance because we know that God loves us and he's not punishing us or making us go through hardship for no reason at all. This scripture outlines it all for us. Suffering brings about endurance or it's the power to last or hold up under difficult, unpleasant situations and not give up. And through faith, prayer, trust in God and work the work of his spirit, difficulties allow us to build up a spiritual and physical endurance. That endurance molds and refines our characters. And that refined character brings about in us a clearer image of Christ, which reminds us and gives us hope that God will use all his power. He will move heaven and earth to display his love to us, in us, and through us. So we can show forth what it means to be a child of God and be his witness in this earth. With this revelation of love before us, there is nothing to worry about. There is nothing to fear because we know that God's got us and he will show himself strong in our lives. So whatever we go through, we don't have to worry about it because as his image is made alive, as it's made manifest in us, we will see that God will take care of everything. No matter how bad the situation is, he will take care of it. There is nothing too hard for God. But seeing this, it comes down to each of us as individuals making the choice to live in faith, hope, and joy instead of discouragement or living in our feelings. Proverbs 13 and 12, I'm going to say it out of, out of the King James Version, but it's page 750 in the voice. Um, it says, in the King James, it says, um, tell, it wisely tells us that hope deferred makes the heart sick. Which mm-hmm. means when you hope for something and it doesn't come to pass, your feelings can take over and drop you right into a pit of discouragement, self-pity, and ugly, all kinds of ugly emotions. But if you look at the end of the scripture, it says, when the desire comes, it is as a tree of life. The voice version says, hope postponed grieves the heart. But when a dream comes true, life is full and is sweet. The wisdom in this scripture is an encouragement to hold on to endure because that dream will come and when it does, life will feel much better. So recognize the power in your choices. Recognize the power in your words. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, verse page 247, um, in the message it says, um, so 247 is the voice, but I'm going to read the message. The message says, I call heaven and earth to witness against you today. I place before you life and death, blessing and curse, 
choose life so that you and your children will live and love God, your God, listening obediently to him, firmly embracing him. Oh yes, he is life itself, a long life settled on the soil that God, your God, promised to give your ancestors, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Proverbs 18.21 in The Voice, page 755, it says, Words have power in matters of life and death, and those who love them will savor their fruit. The message version says it like this, words kill, words give life. They're either poison or fruit you choose. Every day with our words, with our actions, we get to choose. We get to choose life or death, blessing or curse, worship God despite our circumstances or not, remain in the chains and bondage to our past, others or the enemy, we choose choices, the blessings that our ancestors gave, the blessing that Jesus gave, live for me or for others die. Everything we experience is for a purpose. If we choose, God will draw us closer to him and help us to see life the way he sees. He will use every situation. Nothing will be wasted. God is not a wasteful God. He doesn't have us going through things just for the fun of it. He is using it all for a reason. And the reason is to manifest the blessing in our lives. And that blessing is the blessing of Abraham, which says, I will bless you to be a blessing. That's what it's all for, to prosper us in every aspect of the word. Because sometimes, again, we think about prosperity and just money, but you can have all the money in the world. And if your health is poor, then I don't think your money matters that much. So God wants to prosper us in everything, physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, you know, every area he wants to prosper us. And so he will do that so we can turn around and be an agent of prosperity in the lives of others. It's a gift that keeps on giving. We can let disappointment and discouragement get in our way, or we can look out over our lives with vision and power. It's like when I even wrote that, I started to think about um, in the scripture when it says, they looked out and the fields were white and ripe for harvest. It's like, we should look out over our lives like that field and say, ah, it's all kinds of good stuff out there for me. All I gotta do is hold on and not give up. Don't get discouraged, don't get in my feelings. But if I look out and see the promises that God has already made to me, I'm going to hold on because I will reap if I think not. I mean, you got to really just get in there and begin to encourage yourself. I love that song, you know, encourage yourself in the Lord. Remember what the word has said. But if we can look out over our lives with vision and look out with power, when the next testament of the Bible is written, I always like to think about it like everybody's like, oh, you know, we got the Old Testament and the New Testament. And I kind of think we are living the new New Testament. And one day somebody's going to write down all our stories. And actually, you know, God's already writing our stories in heaven. If he's writing them in heaven, what is it for? Somebody's going to read it at some point. And so our names and our stories will be a continuation of the passage in Hebrews chapter 11, verses 32 through 38. Um, I'm going to read it out of the message, but you can look at it on page 1493 in the voice. It says, I could go on and on, but I've run out of time. There are so many more. Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthah, David, Samuel, the prophets. Through acts of faith, they toppled kingdoms, made justice work 
took the promises for themselves. They were protected from lions, fires, and sores, thrust, turned disadvantage to advantage, won battles, routed alien armies. Women received their loved ones back from the dead. There were those who, under torture, refused to give in and go free, preferring something better, resurrection. Others braved abuse and whips and, yes, chains and dungeons. We have stories of those who were stoned, sawed in two, murdered in cold blood, stories of vagrants wandering the earth in animal skins, homeless, friendless, powerless. The world didn't deserve them, making their way as best they could on the cruel edges of the world. I would say that for us, each and every one of our lives is a continuation of that paragraph of that section, that we are writing a story right now about victories won that nobody could have ever imagined. And it's equated to the very words that you see here. Yeah, maybe we're not like getting thrust through with stores and things like that. But the things that we go through in our life are equally challenged. It is the equivalent of stopping mouths, you know, the mouths of lions and running through fires and things like that. It is the same thing because it's equally difficult for us. It's just a different circumstance that we're in. But if we believe and we don't doubt, if we trust in God and lean our entire selves upon him, then we'll be in that list of the world didn't deserve us, but we made the best that we could out of everything that we were given and we had victory. So don't let disappointment and and discouragement rob you of your potential. Don't let it rob you of your story. Because God has something great in store for each and every one of us, no matter what our age is. And the only one who can stop us from achieving our best is us. So I would just encourage everybody to dig deeper into the work of Charles Stanley on this particular chapter, because there's all kinds of lessons that we can learn. But the big thing is you have power, you have authority, your words are powerful, your choices are powerful, and you can overcome if you don't give And with that, let us pray. Father God, I just thank you right now for just your word, for your life, and for everything that you are doing in each and every one of us. I pray, God, that this word would just, that it would be a point of encouragement for every person who heard it, that you would help us to walk away and think about what is our story saying? What what story do we want written about our lives and how we handled the situation? God, I would just pray that we will all see our lives from a place of victory, that we don't have to be um, taken out by disappointment or discouragement, that we will sing praises and we will worship and we will let joy just flow from our hearts and from our minds, from every part of our soul, that we would praise in the midst of difficulty. And we will see your uh, see you made manifest in everything that we do. God, I just thank you and I give you praise and glory and honor that I am I am speaking to soldiers. I am speaking to winners. I'm speaking to victorious ones. Oh God, I'm speaking to kings and priests. And Lord, I thank you right now. Oh God, for just that victory showing forth in our lives. In Jesus' name, Amen.